You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. At the top of the hour this hour, Take Six and Manhattan Transfer hit the road. Fire up Mecca for Moderns and turn on the standard. Longtime legendary vocal groups Manhattan Transfer and Take Six are going on tour together. Last year, the two groups put together a handful of shows they called The Summit, and it was so popular that they decided to launch a full-blown tour. With October dates in the eastern and southern U.S., followed by November dates in the Midwest and Rocky Mountains, there's a full calendar ahead. These groups have over 70 years of performances and recordings, 20 or more Grammy Awards, and great stage presence, so it's a show worth seeing. Get the info at either the Manhattan Transfer or Take Six websites. Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Tacapella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here on Acaville Radio's weekly radio show. Today, I am joined by none other than I don't know why I'm talking like this. We are joined by Acaville's founder, Aaron Director. Yay! Hello. Whoa. I will try to do the opposite and not talk like yes. this. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. There's no crowd. I'm well, in a small apartment. Aaron's back home. Uh, <laughs> so everyone, Aaron's been on the show before, of course, and I'm sure you have heard him a billion times on everything Acaville. He is our fearless leader and founder. Uh, our last episode we did, we were in the same room. Now I am off in Colorado. Aaron is still in Oregon, but... He's We're honestly, in a virtual room together. Yeah, yes. Virtual room together. That's it's a very like meta, really deep way of thinking of that. I hadn't thought about that. It's a zen uh, moment for the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I hope the virtual room resembles your room because I feel like your office is nicer than my apartment. So, um, <laughs> guys, today we're talking about something that – something I've been thinking about a lot. And I think it's an archetopic that – an archetoc topic that isn't – Given in, it's something I have very specific views on, and uh, as last time when we talked about electronic manipulation with Aaron, he kind of brought me more to the center, and uh, uh, I think this will be somewhat similar. But uh, I'm currently off at grad school, and I'm starting a new group here, and I'm trying to come up with a name, and it's gotten me really thinking about acapella group names and the things I love about them, and the ones I like really hate and all the fun stuff in between uh, naming a group is so hard it's so hard i it's, feel for you yeah it's i've we've gone through quite a few just like possible ones but uh just to give you a give you guys a background the th- there are three pre-existing groups here at colorado state and they are basic spelled b-a-s-s-i-c uh one called main street and another called the ramblings with like ram because colorado rams um so there's kind of this uh leaning towards like kind of pun names and stuff and i'm kind of trying to not do anything like that i named a group in the past (laughs) called the timbermen um which i thought was a pretty solid name i think it's still going and i was happy with that but i think everything about naming a group is i feel like people will just kind of like okay so let's let's start let's start at the beginning kind of do a flashback here so i'm throwing together timbermen and my friends wanted to name it the sharp side of the tune and I was like, I, I, well, okay. that I got, I got several problems. I, I have to stop you right there. Several problems with sharp side of the tune. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I mean, I get the Pink Floyd reference. It's clever. Don't get me wrong, but it's a reach, man. Yep. I mean, okay. Thing number one, 
what a long name. Could you right? not add like four or five more words to that name? I, S-S-O-T-T. Sot? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Your acronym problem is is you know what are you sot? That's yeah. not a good. That's not good for anybody. Uh, and I, I'm not sure that the broad community is going to hear that and immediately grab the pun. And it seems to yeah. me that if you're going to do a pun name, you need it needs to be you know right there, right there yep. in your face. So and, I'm I'm with you on a veto on that one. Yeah. So I I was totally against that, and we can talk about how I came to Timmerman later, but. It, this is kind of my first kind of topic in this whole thing is that I'm I'm not a huge fan of pun names. I just I know I know we ha- on one of our promos. It's like if your group's name isn't a pun, you're just not trying. And I've always taken issue Darn with right. that promo. <laughs> um, As the guy who wrote that promo, yes. I will stand behind it for so sure. I guess like thinking back i when i looked at groups before and just when i was getting kind of learning about the acapella scene and all that i saw these pun names and i was kind of like oh they're fine i would google the and this is you know from my very like confined like sophomore year of high school where i don't have a great sense of the acapella community i'd google these pun name groups and i was like yeah these are okay but then i heard about straight no chaser and i was like (laughs) that not realizing that it was alcohol uh related um, which is something we'll talk uh talk about later but i was just like thought it was i mean they were the first group that like i was like this is like acapella can be cool and the name i thought was super cool it was like so far away from from out from out of nowhere from out of nowhere like didn't have anything to do with music it was just like a cool cool guy name and i loved that and that i think kind of shaped my whole perspective on puns and i guess for me my fear when it comes to acapella groups is them not if i'm ever in a group or just for acapella as a whole he's not being taken seriously and my sure. concern is like okay well if we have like a funny name are people gonna just like think oh we're charming and cute they're not gonna think we're like badass and awesome singers that that's this is more like in this is less of my like this is my hardcore belief than just kind of something that was instilled in me just through all this exposure but i guess i've just never found that pun names uh one i feel like they're used a lot so they're like like other groups will use similar musical puns or i just feel like it doesn't put off a really strong sense of identity because the focus is on look at this funny pun rather than like this is the feeling of the group so aaron please rip me to shreds and tear me all the things wrong with that opinion well i feel like i i I will hesitate to rip you to shreds because i needed to continue hosting the show so (laughs) let me step back from that but uh a couple things i think to tease out there because i think you raised some good points and i think that that like anything else a pun name can be done and sort of executed really well and it can be executed really poorly the the first thing i guess i would say is your concern about originality i am right on board with and i think the originality kind of threshold question which is if you're naming a group are there 25 other groups that have the same name? Yep. If so, stop here, go back to step one and try again. Um, but that's not necessarily limited to puns, and I think we can you know, talk about yeah. originality separately a little later. The, the, the other piece that you raise I think that's worth sort of discussing a little is the seriousness question, the sort of mm-hmm. capital S seriousness. I, you know, I start with this – this should be fun, right? This is fun stuff. We're singing. Yeah. We're all getting together. We're a group. We're having fun. And you can certainly communicate that 
on stage and hopefully you do communicate that on stage and you're having fun doing what you're doing and and that's all well and good but it's a signal right i mean the group name is a signal it's the first time in some cases where anyone gets a sense about what you're about or who mm-hmm. you are and there you can communicate a lot that way and and i think the best analog is through uh sort of you know traditional band names as well as acapella names i mean the sort of broader kind of group naming kind of all goes together mm-hmm. i'm not anti i think so when i hear a pun name particularly an original pun name usually i'll laugh out loud and that's always a good start i mean so i start by knowing about the group with a smile on my face and that's a much better place to be it seems to me than you know, uh, then not, I guess I would suggest. And that's not to say I have like a sad face. I mean, (laughs) you know, Timberman doesn't give me a sad face or it's not like a wah wah situation, (laughs) but uh, it's just different to me. Yeah. And I guess how I, and I totally agree with like groups should be having fun. You You don't necessarily all have to be like, you know, not necessarily straight laced, but I guess I never, I want, I think you can have fun and I, I, as you know, high school as it sounds i want to sound cool not necessarily funny and that's it maybe that's right. and i want my group to be fun and awesome and have that shown through our members and our performances uh and how we create a group culture but i guess i feel that if it's i maybe i'm just a little too competitive for my own well-being and i i, I like to have like the coolest most cutting edge name because that's how i want the group to come across and I think the fun part, and this is and this is just my opinion, and maybe this is the blatant, maybe this is objectively wrong, but I guess I just want people to think we're really cool, and the fun stuff comes through in our character of our of the actual group members rather than the name. So I, I get that. I guess I would I would suggest two things. First thing I would say is. You know, what about a group like Pentatonics? Pentatonics mm-hmm. is, I would suggest, a cool group. They certainly have no trouble attracting large legions of people who think they are cool. And yet their group name is a pun. It's not necessarily a haha pun. It's a musical pun. But I would put that in the same category. It's a, you know, it's a word or phrase that has a double meaning uh, that's sort of used in a lighthearted manner. Yeah, and my counter to that is kind of like... This is totally turning into like the debate that people actually might want to tune into, <laughs> not like last night's. Um, uh, I guess my, I mean, I think Pentatonic, like I will be burned at the stake, I'm sure. I think Pentatonics <laughs> is a fine name. I don't know if I like saw it, like just if if, Pent- if the group we know as Pentatonics was named something different and I just saw the name Pentatonics like in the Ockerville Library or something like that. I don't know how drawn to it I would be. I think... I think it's very focused on like, look, we do music and that's something we are going to talk about in mm-hmm. a bit, but it's, I guess, I, I guess, yes, I guess that is technically a pun. I consider that more of a, like, look, we do music less of in that kind of category rather mm-hmm. than like the, I mean, I keep saying from out of nowhere, but that's the one that keeps popping up to <laughs> or me. from out of town. If we're going to yeah, do from oh out of puns, there are lots yeah. of from out of puns out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, and pentatonics, I think also do something really smart in the use of the X. Yes. I mean, if we're going to get sort of very minute about this, Absolutely. there's a lot of sort of research on branding and marketing that, um, you know, that adds some, some currency, some, oh, yeah. call, you know, by having the X there, I feel like the, to step back for just a second around naming that, uh, we could probably identify 
sort of two or three distinct eras in group naming, right? Mm -hmm. There's the sort of the early era of acapella where – uh, particularly in collegiate acapella, where I mean, I hesitate to say this because now I'll get mm. burned at the stake. But <laughs> names were dull. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I love I love the whiff and poofs as much as anyone, but you know, okay, all right, that's fine. Or I, well, I my, don't get what that name is. I just have no idea. It's a oh, I, we, we don't have that kind of time on the show. We're only, <laughs> we're only twelve minutes in, and we still we don't have that kind of time to tell the story. But um, but take as another example uh, the like the Stanford University Fleet Street Singers. Okay, the Fleet Street Singers. I get it. I can kind of intuit where the name came from, but you know, yawn. I mean, See, I, I think I think it'd be better if it was just Fleet Street. Absolutely, I'm I'm down on that. And uh, you know, and there and there were lots of sort of the singers or the you know yeah. the jazz choir or the you know, and. Uh, that was kind of that era. I don't see that really so much anymore. Uh, and then there was kind of the full on pun it up the wazoo <laughs> era, you know, where it, where Ugh. where the the motto that we were talking about earlier was really true that if you were not doing a, a pun, then you just really were not applying yourself at all. You just weren't thinking through what your name was going to be. <laughs> um, and I think my sense is that the 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 community is sort of eased on that. You know, we're sort of more. Um, kind of where you, where it sounds like where you are, although perhaps a little less militantly <laughs> anti-pun. <Yep. laughs> uh, but I, you know, I feel like that there are many, you know, like the the Dicks and Janes from uh, University of Michigan, for example. I, I mean, sort of, I guess, pun-ish, but not mm-hmm. really. More just kind of a a, a jovial name. They yeah. got together in the late '90s. Um, so uh, you know, and sort of things since then. Um, certainly in the pro group arena, I, I feel like pro groups and puns are less common by far. And I think that's what's kind of influenced my take is that I see all these pro groups that are really successful and like have all this like, you know, high level marketing that makes them look super cool. And I just think, oh, okay, I, I guess I haven't heard of like a professional group that's really grabbed me and something I really connected with that has a pun name. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, sort of think about it. I mean, there are certainly a ton of post-collegiate semi-pro groups that fall in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of kind of full-time working touring groups, um, I, there are a few that are coming to mind. I mean, I think of, you know, there are groups like Ball in the House, but mm-hmm. that's not that's not a pun. They're just named after sort of a specific pop culture thing. Yeah, which I like. I think that I think yeah. those are names like that feel like kind of hip and relevant or even like intentionally like a throwback. I, li- I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. I-, I feel like the the name as reference to something else can work really well, particularly when it's a reference to something you can figure out. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are groups that refer to things that I just maybe I'm just dense, but I have no idea. Like uh, – <laughs> There's there's the group based in Southern California uh, that sort of I think kind of came and went, uh, but Carlton Brown was their name. I don't get it. I, I got nothing. Is I that mean, like Charlie Brown's real name? I, <laughs> is it Charlie's older brother Carlton? Oh god! Uh, I mean, and the E and, and Brown has an E at the end, so it's not like oh, I really the, don't get Charlie, that. Then. Yeah, I got I got zip there. And there are others that are kind of sort of like that. I mean the. Um, yeah, I, there are other examples of it too, but I don't mind references and I think references are cool, but they have to be suffi- sufficiently ubiquitous that you can kind of figure you it can, out. But, you can enjoy the aesthetic of the name without having to get the reference. Exactly. And, and to that to that point, as a potential counter example, uh, <laughs> I will throw out uh, the Tufts SQ, 
right? They yeah, are. I, don't, I, I, yeah, I don't get that one, but I like so it. So they, uh, little s, capital Q, exclamation point. Uh, it's related to their uh, sort of science origins. They were sort of started by some some science majors, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember if it was like organic chem or physics uh, or engineering, but it, it related to sort of equations that involve uh, variables, and that's supposed okay. to be part of it. But I mean, come on. Uh, you know, for years, uh, I, I mean, not many years, but some years, <laughs> I referred to them on the air as the Tufts skew because yeah. that seemed like a both logical and clever way to say the name. Uh, but then we sat down with them and had a lovely time with them on the spotlight, and they were great. But they very politely and very early in our conversation informed me that I was horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> so <laughs> it is the Tufts SQ. Yeah. If it's something you can't get from the title I, or just by like, standardly reading it uh that i feel like that can be a real danger a real pitfall that's really really easy to fall into i always wanted my group to be able okay you can just read it and you know what it is so it seems it seems like we come from different uh eras not eras but you know like i my taste for for names was kind of molded uh at a different time and maybe that'll change you can use them for good and you can use them for evil. And I think it's better to have clever ones that you use for good and not sort of lame ones that you don't. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I'm sure my opinions will change over time and I'll grow not to be a bitter, hardened old man. Who's, don't uh, be a hater, man. <laughs> spelled H-8-R. R, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But I think this kind of gets into um, – what we've kind of hinted at is this idea of groups referencing the fact that they are musical. And I think of, I I spent like a good amount of time a few years back before I founded temperament or anything like that, where I was just kind of looking at acapella group names and I'm like, what, what's considered a good name. And I was just like blown away. There are so many names. Uh, And this is, I think even a bigger thing than puns is that there are names that refer to the fact that they do music like like i already said there's a group called basic here there's uh tons of like groups called like the cordettes or just stuff like that ever i don't even need to list as many as i can because there's that again we don't have that kind of time right um but i guess what i'm just kind of confused by and it just seems to be like a little niche thing because i feel like we're talking about quote-unquote real bands instrumental rock bands all that stuff like they don't generally name themselves after uh musical things because maybe it's a bit too self-referential a little too meta but i'm just kind of uh confused as to why we acapella groups kind of all kind of call themselves names based around music like the high tones underground sound stuff like that it's not something i dislike i think it's something that when i've seen that i was like oh that can be a pretty cool name um like but i just don't know why it's happened and i'm and i wonder why and why it's stuck I think part of it – so my hypothesis is – and you're right. I mean of the, I don't know, 700-plus a cappella groups that we have in the library at Acaville, you know, a significant proportion of them have – harmony or tone or sound or mm-hmm. you know something like that in their name I would I would guess that first of all one of the things that distinguishes an acapella group from other singing groups and other bands is the, the nature of its sound right that mm-hmm. it is all voices and there's nothing else going on there's nothing hidden up anybody's sleeves and I suspect that you know if you're if you're getting together to form a group, People 
don't, at least they didn't until the last maybe eight to 10 years, quite get it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're sort of like, wait, you just, you just sing. There's no instruments, but you're doing popular music. Ah. I don't, you know, and so part of it is, I think, definitional that, mm. you know, this is what we're about. Uh, and so by putting, you know, harmony in your name and being, you yeah. know, casual harmony or Cape harmony or, uh, you know, whatever, um, t- tells them a little bit about what you're doing. It's again, it's yeah. sort of a, a calling card uh, for the group to, to say what's there. But I think your point is well taken as, as it gets more ubiquitous and as acapella in general gets more sort of widely known, that becomes less and less necessary and it's probably just more of a cultural thing now yeah. Uh, yeah, than, I agree. than anything else, I would guess. Yeah, and then this kind of comes to why I uh, named Timberman Timberman. A lot of people are like, oh, like because they think T-I-M-B-R-E is pronounced timber, uh, not yeah. timbre. And I got a message from someone like, Oh, that's so funny that you named your group. I like the musical pun. I like that you're referencing like timbre in your name, but they thought it was pronounced timber. And I was like, nope, that is absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, story time for two seconds. How I came up with Timberman was my friend had a group named Crossman. I knew I wanted to have like men at the end of it. And I just was waiting to find a word that kind of sounded cool. And then I heard Kesha's timber on my way to get some sushi with my friends. And I was like, timber, timber. Yep. There we go. Um, and, well, and it plays nicely with the mascot of the school. Yep. And that's, and yeah, as I was just going to say, that's, uh, we're at University of Puget Sound. We're the loggers. And it was something that tied in well with the school. It wasn't – again, it's like it's defining ourselves. It's mm-hmm. not um, It's not necessarily by music, but we kind of get like, okay, when you see us singing, you'll get that we're an acapella group. People know acapella groups on Puget Sound campus. Um, but it was something that kind of tied us to the community that we were a part of. And it, it felt like it worked for us. And it was something that worked with the mascot. It worked, which Aaron was there for a few years at the University of Puget yes. Sound. Go um, Loggers. Go Loggers, um, which is really a – it's such a green school. It's a really um, not appropriate name anymore when I, I think about it's it. True. It's true. <laughs> which was definitely something I considered when I named it Timberman. <laughs> um, but it was – I think, Aaron, you're spot on. That makes a lot of sense to me as I'm just kind of learning about all this, about the idea of kind of defining yourself. And we wanted to make it clear we're a part of the UPS community. We're part of this culture. We're part of this bubble, uh, this collegiate sphere. And I, I think it worked for us. And I think we have a, I think the group has a solid name. And for me, it was kind of refreshing that it wasn't like, hey, look, we're music. It was right. something just a little separate from that. And it was something we kind of figured, okay, people will know. And I think, ha- but you know what? Uh, I I say that, oh, people will just know we're an acapella group. When we were placed for our like club at Club Rush, all the certain clubs at UPS they're put together where the freshmen can come by and see them. We were not sure. placed with the acapella groups because they thought we were like uh like a forestry group. So <laughs> which is like so I saw that and I was like, huh, maybe that's that's pretty maybe should have just made it a little clearer we're an acapella group. <laughs> so I think there's two sides to this and I think both of those sides and the approaches to those um, those approaches to those uh, naming approaches are going to change as the culture changes of acapella as it becomes more and more widely known. And then I also think just like 
as you get uh, an acapella group can become like synonymous with the school and like cemented in the school's mm-hmm. tradition. And you're like, oh, everyone knows who this group is, even if the name doesn't really right. relate or if it's just kind of obscurely somewhat related. Once it becomes part of the culture, like you people know about that faculty knows about it. The community knows about it. Well, and I would I would put in a pitch much to your chagrin for <laughs> the musical name that also features a pun as well. And I will give you uh, yeah. at least one really fine example i think and those are the dartmouth college decibels now i do like come that. on that's that's pretty great that's that is pretty- i like the alliteration and like the des like the des is it decibels like southern bell or decibels like bells ringing uh yes or just or just, so or, just or just like the the noise like the noise measurement decibels decibels uh, as in uh, uh, all of the above so d-e-c-i-b-e-l-l-e-s so the decibels, essentially. That and they're an all-female group. They're on campus. They're the longest-standing all-female group at Dartmouth. They've been going, boy, since the early 70s, I think. Um, and, you know, it seems like that's a name that's sort of firing on all cylinders. I, I, I dig yeah. that one. I, I really like the alliteration. It, for me, as weird as it sounds, I think maybe, maybe people will be like, no, you're totally wrong. I feel like not a ton of people would be able to tell you exactly what a decibel is. And there's some sense of like ooh, what is that just just a little bit not completely because i feel like a decent amount of people know but i feel like the alliteration in that it's not just like something like the dartmouth sound it's something that's kind of right. a step more complex even just in its vocabulary that okay if the, any of the dartmouth decibels are listening and uh you, you're you're good in my book <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate mail uh, from all these other groups. You've are... earned an exemption from the John Lampus pun yeah. you know, anti-sentiment. Exactly. So we're going to take a quick little break here, and we are going to listen to a little tune called Pressure. It's going to be performed here by the Troublemakers. So we're going to be right back here on Talkapella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here with the founder of Acaville, Aaron Director, and we'll be right back.
Get ready for Boston Beat, a new show starting next week focused on the rich acapella scene in and around Boston. To get you ready, we're giving away a pair of tickets to a crazy good concert coming up in Boston on Thursday with Pitch Slapped, the Charlie Chords, Phoenix, and so many more all on one stage. Want to go for free? Just send a tweet during this show with the hashtag Boston Beat, all one word, and we'll randomly select a winner. It's going to be a great show, so tweet hashtag Boston Beat for a chance to win. We're back with Tacapella, and we have John Lampus, your fearless host, along with me, Aaron Director, and we're talking about names. Uh, before the break, we heard from the Troublemakers, and I think, John, you may have been very specific in both not mentioning much else about the group and choosing that particular song. So, yeah, you know, I said the Troublemakers, and there are three possible groups that could be. There's one. At least. Yeah, there's BU. There's also the fictional group from Pitch Perfect. And then, uh, Aaron, there's a uh, all... There's the female group from the University of Maryland as well. Gotcha. Uh, also the Troublemakers. So and that's at least three that I can think of, and, and there may I'm, be more. I'm sure uh, there are more that aren't like on the contemporary acapella scene. I'm sure there are a bunch like that are just, you know, groups start after school or just little things here and there. Um, and I think that gets into the whole idea of like when you choose like these kind of – and some of these are puns. Some of them are just kind of like well-known acapella names. You risk – there being a ton of other people with those names and like, how are people going to look you up? How are people going to find exactly. out which one you are? I think it's really tricky to navigate. And I, I think it's something that there should be no more troublemakers, no more vocal points, no more Fermata nowhere. I'm sorry. That one's the... <laughs> You're very anti Fermata nowhere. I and think it's the just group the one... is awesome. They're a great I, group. Yeah, they are really good. I, there I aren't 20 to... of them. There's just the one that yeah. I know of anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I would agree. So I would say yes to no more troublemakers, uh, or as they said in Pitch Perfect Two, troublemakers. Makes me <laughs> laugh every time. Uh, they, I would say no more to vocal point. I can think of at least three vocal points as well. Yeah. Uh, I would say no more to out of the blue. Uh, I can yep. think of at least three out of the blues uh, from Duke, Yale, and Oxford. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think those are good places to draw some lines. Isn't there – aren't there – there's a couple noteworthies, I believe. There are a couple noteworthies. Georgia – University of Georgia has a noteworthy. BYU. Course, BYU. Uh, there might be another one in there as well. Off the top of my head, I'm not pulling back. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it might be time. It might be time yeah, to draw. Yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm kind of wondering how that all came about. I, I feel like maybe it started like – Okay, the acapella community is so small, like, we'll just use this name and maybe maybe just not realizing that another group is using it. Or maybe I feel like there's this kind of idea of, like, uh, open intellectual property almost, or, like, that these names are, like, in the public domain and anyone can use them in a sense. And I think a lot of people, when they're starting groups, they want to have some kind of hook, like a pun or just something that'll hook people, um, like a hook, as I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> vocabulary but and i so i think they'll maybe it's nice to go with something that's kind of established and it's as long as it's there's not like another one at the other school or something or there's one nearby you can kind of feel like okay we're the only troublemakers in like the portland multnomah county so it's fine and well i I mean take take out of the blue as an example yeah so you know if you think back to the state of sort of collaboration within acapella back in the late 70s early 80s you know things were just kind of getting rolling i mean you know casa wasn't even really a thing at that point i mean it sort of was but not not so much Mm -hmm. uh and you know so when duke 
started out of the blue. That was back in 1981. Uh, the women of Duke, first of all, I think they were among the first, of, at least the ones that we're talking about. But then let's take Yale as an example. When mm-hmm. the eight students at Yale founded their out of the blue, that was in 1986. You know, there's no reasonable expectation that they would know that there were any other out of the blues. Yeah, because there wasn't, wasn't a another... connectivity. Yeah, I mean, how would you know? Uh, now, it's a harder case to make for Oxford. They started theirs in 2000. Uh, the internet existed then. Yeah, that's a little bit more of a reach. But they also were on a completely different continent. So yeah. they might get a pass for that. Yeah, and basically, I think this whole idea of originality, that is something that I am thinking about hugely. It wasn't something I thought about too much when I mm. uh, named Timbermen. I looked up to see like if there was another acapella group. There's, as to my knowledge, there's no other acapella group named Timberman. There is like a logging company, like <laughs> not near here. And there is a, I think the biggest thing was a Flash video game and a um, a minor league or maybe it was major. I don't know. Uh, lacrosse team. And I was kind of like, okay, there's nothing like in the musical area that right. is like this. I think it's fine. This also wasn't something I was thinking about too much. And then um, when I was trying to come up with some names for the new group that I'm putting in place here, I was like, oh, Colorado, it's all very wilderness um, focused. That's kind of cool. What about something like the Howlers? Because like wolves and everything, that's a cool motif. And there's two Howlers. There's Sorry, there's one named Howl and there's one another named Howlers. Howlers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and shout out to both groups. Uh, yeah. I know Howl really well or reasonably well and the Howlers not as well, but both are great. Um, yeah, I mean – Originality is tough. I, I, you know, at some point, uh, you know, a lot of variants and things will have been taken, and and it's not entirely. It's not like a showstopper if there's no, one other yeah. group out there that has your name. But I think it would be, you know, it, if you it's can at least find worth something pausing. yourself. Yeah, if you can find something that's original, I feel like, I feel like if, and I don't think a ton of acapella groups or a ton of. Um, collegiate groups when they're formed are necessarily always looking to like we're going to be the best group in the world or we're going to right. you know just decimate all the competition all this stuff but i feel like there's almost this sense of if you get to a certain point we are pretty big you are there is a risk of confusion that like you're putting on yourselves uh in the future and also just like i don't know i just i think the idea of just having something totally your own um, it just, I think it just helps you identify yourself a little bit more. You don't have to be like, Hey, we're the, this troublemakers. No, we're that troublemakers. And right. I feel like you can have, I mean, there's no other pentatonics like, or right. there's no other straight, no chaser. I have a very clear vision of what those groups are in my mind. And there are plenty of other great groups I've listened to who have similar, generally music focused names. And I don't have a great sense of who they are just because I'm not sure which one is which and that's and then we get into whole the all this stuff with you know you have to put the school name at the front which is not always a right. bad thing but right. for semi-pro groups if you don't have a school it's, that's right. also problematic tricky. well and I, I mean you mentioned that there aren't two straight no chasers and and that's sort of amusing well, because there was for there was quite a yes, while there now they're uh i believe they're called another round they are yeah and i think that that speaks to the nature of duplicating the name and what some of the risks are right that yeah. risk of confusion was sufficiently strong that one of them had to change their name and it, and it wasn't, wasn't going to be the, the one group. it wasn't going to be the one that have a five album deal with atlantic Records. exactly exactly right so uh and another round's a great name i think i and think it's a great name serves uh, a couple of different sort of check boxes of what we're talking about here and so i think you know that's great but again it's that constant concern about confusion yeah and i think i think the whole thing with straight no chaser that's a really interesting point in regards to like that's that's the point where i feel like it's 
I'm, I think it's probably better in the long run that they changed it. But when I heard that there was two, I didn't really mind because I thought it was because re- you know the, everyone knows the whole story of Straight No Chaser, ten guys, Atlantic Records. Uh, you know they put the video up years later, and then the like eight of the original members and two new people they all come together they form the modern like uh pro straight no chaser as an homage and kind of look we were straight no chaser there's a new straight no chaser now but there can exist two kind of forms of this and then the uh now the only straight no chaser would generally if um they needed new members or some people from the original group weren't around they took people from the collegiate straight no chaser people who had sung in the group in later years and for me that was like oh there's this really cool relationship yes it got ridiculously confusing one of my friends like yeah dude i got a call back for straight no chaser and i was like what the heck <laughs> and he's like no at the college and i was like that makes more sense yeah um, exactly but i think that kind of, that's probably the only one where i was like yes when there's an intentional relationship between the two groups uh, right. and they're in different kind of stratospheres one's collegiate one is pro that makes sense um, but what yeah. get... oh, go ahead. But no, no, that was it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think related to that in terms of things to think about, you know, we talked about duplication. One of the other things that I think is a, a cautionary tale, it's not necessarily true with straight, no chaser, but is true with some other groups is the, the issues around pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think if you have a group and we talked about the Tufts SQ earlier and I'm, I won't pick on them again, cause there are many other examples of this, <laughs> but, um, you know, if you pick a name, that is going to be pronounced incorrectly, you don't have the right then later to, to complain mad. about everybody not pronouncing it. Uh, yep. You know, I think of uh, the the Middlebury College Bobolinks, for example. <laughs> you know, I like that. Name, it looks like Bobolinks. I mean, it just does. No, uh, I don't like that the, as much. The the Richmond Octaves. Uh, you know, oh, right. it looks like octaves. It I pronounced really does. that wrong. I had to re-record something when I played them. I was like, "Oh, it's octaves." All right, exactly. And you know, and, and our and so we have to make notes on our end at the station to say, you know, don't pronounce this wrong. It's octave, not octave. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Johns Hopkins octopodes, for example. Uh, you know, that one's a little bit perhaps potentially clearer, but it looks like octopodes to me. Uh, and I said oh, octopodes well, on the air for. <laughs> A year and a half. I've said before. octopodes. I yeah. just learned that right now. Well, <laughs> there you go. A little public service announcement here yeah. on this station. So, uh, you know, I think those are perfectly great names, all three of them. I think, though, that if you are frustrated that your name is being mispronounced, then it may not be the fault of the pronouncer. Yeah. And that reminds me of a name, uh, Terpsichore, um, which is a name – Is that that's pronounced it, right? Terpsichore, yeah. Yeah, Terpsichore. Uh where are they from again? Is it BU or am I getting that mixed up? Yeah. Uh, Tripsichore is, uh, of course, as you point out, n- named after the muse. Uh, and yeah, they're from BU. Yeah. So that's that's as a Greek person. I love that name. I think that right. is so cool. I think it is really original. It is and like how, the vibe that I have gotten from their group, like even on their page, they make jokes about like you'll pronounce it wrong. They like embrace it as part of their identity. I yeah. like that. I mean, I showed it to my Greek grandmother and she was like, I cannot pronounce this. <laughs> so uh, she's like, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what they're trying to say. But I think when you make it, like when you take it in stride or you intentionally like, okay, this is a really original name. We're going to go with it. People are going to pronounce it wrong, but that's going to give us kind of, that's going to be kind of part of your identity and you are lighthearted about it. I think that can be a, a kind of really cool thing. I can't remember what their slogan is on the website, but it's like good singing, like hard name or something like that. But it's really clever. And I, I really like that. 
And I think it's also notable that, that they get brownie points for that also because when they launched in the early 90s, like 90, 91, something in there, they were the first BU acapella group on campus. Yeah, so they could have uh, gone with something really generic and it probably would have exactly. been fine. Yeah, but I think that – yeah, I agree. I think they knocked that one out of the park for sure. I think – you know, I was talking uh, within the last, I don't know, eight, nine months with uh, the director of TAG, of the acapella group from yeah. Cypress Lake High School Center of the Arts. And he was saying that – because we were talking about the name and naming, and he made the same kind of pitch that we are, which was, you know, he sort of – they came up with that name as kind of a temporary name because it was lame. I mean, you know, they, he didn't <laughs> say lame, but it was boring. It wasn't – you know, it was sort of kind of a boring name. And it stuck. And now they're stuck with it. And now they're, you know, this big time high school yeah. group that's all over the place and doing really cool stuff. Uh, and they're just the acapella group. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, if they were not as big as they are, I think I would probably have more issues with it. But for me, it comes across as like, just cause I've only known them since they're well-established and really successful. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes off to me as like super meta and like cutting edge, <laughs> right. which right. I don't think obviously, apparently that was not the plan, but I, I can definitely get a sense of like, oh, maybe we should have had something uh, a little more, you know, playing to this out just a little bit more in advance. And that's right. and right. that's really tricky to do. It's this whole thing. This is all really, really hard. Naming your groups. It's I think I think it's harder than naming your kid. I don't have a kid, <laughs> but I feel like I could name one pretty well. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure your future offspring are delighted to hear that yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, um, I, so I guess one of the other things as we're talking about these different uh, kind of things to think about or watch for, uh, one of the other ones I would suggest is uh, numbers. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it got started – I mean, it didn't get started, but one of the early examples uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, um, probably is Take Six, which, uh, you know, obviously has the number of singers in the name. Um, And that has worked out well for them, being now inducted in the Gospel Music Hall of Fame and, you know, selling out all over the place and being awesome. Um, But it has worked out less well for other groups. Yeah. Um, You know, I think about the four flops, for example, that were. They were traveling as a quartet. Uh, they're a European group, and uh, they added a fifth member. And so people were like, "Who's that guy on stage with you?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, you said there were only four of you. So they they changed that into the Fabulous Flops instead, mm. which that's uh, fine. Um, there was a group in the Seattle area that uh, got started around 2009 as a quintet, and they called themselves Five Bit, uh, which is sort of clever until they added a sixth member. There you go. And then that didn't work very well. And now they're a restless vocal band, uh, which they are awesome as well yeah. and great stuff. Um, but, you know, then it forces them to go through the whole name change process again. Yeah. And you just kind of, you. I've just always found you don't want to, uh, I've always found you don't want to have a name that is totally dependent on your group staying a certain way. You don't want to limit future evolution and natural growth of your group just because the name kind of works well at the time. I think having something divorced from numbers, even divorced from gender is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, you know, and I think some have, have kind of sort of skirted it by dropping the number along the way. Like, you know, I think of eclipse, which was eclipse six. And then oh, I didn't know that clips. Uh, and you know, and that has worked out well for them because they just dropped the number and the name yeah. still was great, but that doesn't always work that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, and I think, did you have anything else you wanted to say on numbers? No, I just, yeah. I just think it's something to watch for. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, I, as I just said, probably good to avoid gender, 
uh even though i created a group called the timberman i think it's just uh yeah i know i kind of like that i was like oh yeah um i think using a specific gender in your name in an age where you know there are transgender genderqueer non-identifying non-binary uh individuals and you know the arts and singing has long been a safe space for um lgb uh sexual minority people that it we should be really careful about creating a title that could exclude people. And, and for me, I'm kind of like, Ooh, maybe I should have timber something else. Cause I don't want anyone who maybe doesn't identify as a male, but has a great singing voice to audition for the group and then uh, feel like, or maybe just feel turned off by that. So it's, it's a tricky ground, but um, there's a group called what she said, the uh, treble soprano alto group on the university of Puget sound campus and how they've kind of uh, worked it and how they've made it clear is that they're, the she and what she said is not referring to um, the girls in the group or the people in the group, but it's referring to, it comes from their traditional song um, hide and seek where it's like, what did she say? Mm-hmm. And I think something like that is a really good idea. Cause I think it is, I think it is tricky and it'd be a lot to tell every group ever that has gender in their title to change immediately. But I think it is something that people are going to need to consider going forward and something that, uh, I think the future Timberman will have to consider and something that I'm considering now for my future group about being the most inclusive you can be. See, I think that's interesting. I I totally echo your inclusiveness uh, sort of perspective. I don't necessarily uh, translate that as much to the group naming with the, the gender and the name. I, hmm. I feel like some of it is a again. It's a. It depends on what your branding and your signaling is to your audience, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think of, uh, and you can have fun with it too. Uh, for example, the University of Chicago Men in Drag. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they and they're an all female group. Uh, they, I think, have a lot of fun with the gender dynamic, and they mm. they use it really effectively in that way. And I think it also puts them forth you sort of get an initial image if you didn't know them you sort of have a sense of of kind of a a, a big sound yeah and I, you know and i think that that's really works to their advantage in a lot of ways i also think it's tough you know if you remove the notion of gender signaling at all you you lose a lot of opportunities right so all the bells and the bellas and the mm-hmm. you know all those kinds of you know sort of descriptive names with a vowel at the end that sort of imply a female group, for example, um, you lose that capability. And that's not, I mean, that's not a tragic loss if it it is genuinely sort of creating discomfort for people. And obviously that's a a trade-off with is certainly, you know, reasonable to make in that setting. I just don't know. I don't know if that's, I I don't know if that's a bridge too far or not. Yeah. And I think it's something that's just going to be determined by, groups and the evolution of all of this you know in the coming years i'm really interested to see how that turns out if you have any opinions on this tweet at us let us know inform us please (laughs) (laughs) uh, so we're going to take another quick break here we're going to listen to pentatonics run to you it's one of their original tunes and we are going to be right back here on tacapella get ready for boston beat a new show starting next week focused on the rich acapella scene in and around boston to get you ready we're giving away a pair of tickets to a crazy good concert coming up in boston on thursday with pitch slapped the charlie chords phoenix and so many more all on one stage. Want to go for free? Just send a tweet during this show with the hashtag BostonBeat, all one word, and we'll randomly select a winner. It's going to be a great show, so tweet hashtag BostonBeat for a chance to win. 
Hello, Acaville fans. You are listening to Tacapella. I'm your host, John Lampus. We are with Aaron Director today, the founder of Acaville Radio, which is what you're listening to right now. Hopefully, you knew that. Be a little weird if you didn't. It's a website. You got to go to it and find it. It's a little, a little strange. Um, so we've been talking about group names and the ins and outs and the goods, the bads, the uglies, and then like sort of semi-attractive from a distance. <laughs> and it's it's a tricky process. I say tricky. I think tricky is the word I say the most on this shot of anything else. And something that I think is worth talking about is, you know, we're talking, I'm, and this is great for me because I'm picking Aaron's brain on all these things about naming groups because I'm trying to name a group. There's not and, much there to pick, but yeah, go ahead. But, the, but I'm also, hopefully, you guys will tweet at us and let me know great names for my group. Just give me your intellectual property for free. That's how it works. <laughs> um, and what I've, I mean, I feel like as you're, as you start to think about the name that you want to put together for your group, that it it's almost the second question, right? That the first question should be more about, What's the group about? Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the sound going to be? What's the vibe going to be? Because you, you want the name, I think, to reflect the that. character. Yeah, yeah, the character you know, of the group. We, we talked about the men in drag and and sort of how that the idea of sort of playful but also kind of big sound and those sorts of things, um, uh, you know, sort of reflects that as well. And I, I think other groups have done some interesting takes on that too. And I, it seems like you want the form to follow the function in that Yeah, way. I agree. And that's that's kind of the danger of the group I'm putting together. I has not started rehearsing yet. We have uh, four out of the five members chosen. We're waiting to hear. We're going to audition one more. Um, but my, you know, when I made Timberman, my instinct was, okay, uh, well, what happened was we had the name after the group had been rehearsing for a while. After we had it all finalized and everything, then mm-hmm. we came up with the name and everyone was cool with it. And we have pretty much, we're not going to choose a name until we have all the members here at this new group that I'm working on. Um, but my instinct is, oh, let's just get the name figured out really early because that'll be so much easier. But I I think the creative process or just the musical process is something that gives a lot of insight into the naming process, that creative kind of through line in a sense. And it's, you know, it's, I like to just, I want to get the coolest name possible. I want to get it as soon as possible. So that's just me being impatient. Right. But, um, well, it helps marketing. I mean, if you're marketing for auditions and stuff, it helps to have yeah. a name to market for. But I, yeah, I think your approach is good. When you get everybody's heads together, also, you'll end up with probably better suggestions than anybody by themselves. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's, you know, the things I'm looking at are like, okay, and this is the same thing I said with Timberman. Timberman were the University of Puget Sound loggers. I felt it reflected our association with the school. It felt, just felt like it fit well i'm thinking here like okay there's no tenor bass groups on campus um i generally tend to avoid really heavy gender stuff but um i like the idea of maybe doing something related to colorado the nature the -hmm. nature area around something mountain like there's already a group with the name ram in it and i was like ah they beat me to it um there are a lot lot of ramifications out there too that's another one vcu suffolk there are several that have are there any other ramblings uh, I don't think so. Oh, Not good that I can for think CSU, of getting it, getting it yeah. down before everyone nice. else. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm the things I'm looking at. And I think this process applies to a lot of people is I think if you just choose a name that doesn't, that you just think sounds cool and doesn't reflect anything about your group, it just, it, you know, people might not realize it, but I just don't think it will ring. Uh, but I feel like if you just do something that's, even if it sounds cool, uh, or something that maybe is reflective of your group but if it's if it's something not as we said before easily digestible for timberman it was really easy hey look we're part of the university of puget sound i'm looking for a name that's going to kind of get a sense of the community that we're coming from or the people that we're about but not something too 
like I don't want to name it an inside joke among my right. friends and I because that's not going to translate to anyone unless it's some really cool idiom that just hasn't been created yet, which is simply not going to happen. Um, well, and I think it's if you do it right, there's sort of the rare instance where you pick a genre for the group, you pick a name, the genre changes but the name still works. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the sort of one of the prototypical examples of this probably is Home Free, right? Yep. Home Free started out as sort of a general a cappella group. They did standards. They did, you know, sort of Americana. They did contemporary stuff. They did sort of all things uh, available to them. Yeah. And then, you know, in the last sort of two, three, four years, they decided to really focus on country, country. music, much to their great acclaim and success. And actually, I think they sounded great in both of their iterations. Yeah. But they managed to pick a name that worked both ways, which was yeah. really impressive, I think, and and uh, maybe a bit of a lightning in a bottle situation. And not a pun, not anything to do with music, not a number, not yeah. difficult to pronounce. It's short. You know, it sort of hits a lot of the things that we've been talking about. Um, and that might be why it is kind of so adaptable as a yeah, name. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think just kind of being easy to easy to digest and easy to see and easy to just kind of get your head around is is so important it's you know it, it, we have you have to be marketable your name has to like maybe not necessarily be catchy but something that that jives and i think that uh if you can you know again lighting in a bottle if you can find something that's reflective of your group it's that's either reflective of community or reflective of something that is significant to part of the group's like character you're, mm-hmm. You'll be. I think you will. People will find that there's more significance to even them. People, I think, like the Timberman because or the name of the Timberman because it felt like, hey, look, this is a Puget Sound thing, a Puget Sound representation. Right. Um, and it's you know, I I don't know any other way in how to find a great group name than dig through the dictionary and just the entire alphabet, every, the entire <laughs> alphabet, the entire dictionary, and you might have you'll come across a cool word that no one's used yet. That's the only way to do it. That's what you should take away from this whole episode. Excellent. Everyone get your Funkin' Wagnalls out and start going from there. Well, I have to say I was dubious when uh, you suggested (laughs) that we spend a whole hour on group names, but we managed to burn the entire hour on this uh, and hopefully with some content that people find interesting. So thanks for asking me to do it. Of course, Aaron. You can come on the show anytime as, I mean, you're the one who gives me the way to do this. So, uh, And everyone just – for the little plugs at the end, uh, Aaron, if they want to get a hold of us at Akaville, how can they do it? Oh, in so many ways, John. So many ways. They could hit us up on Twitter at Acaville Radio. They could go to Facebook where we're Acaville Radio. They could even go to the Insta, to Instagram, Insta. where, again, we are Acaville Radio. There's, there are, you know, guys, we've been talking about originality of names. There are no other Acavilles, at least. That would have been Darn a cool. Tootin. That would have been a good group name, Acaville. It Damn would. It. Don't anyone get any ideas, people. Oh, now I'm getting ideas, but that would be. A little <laughs> that would be a little weird the guy from Acaville created a group named Acaville right uh, so that is how you can get a hold of Acaville radio if you want to get a hold of me you can tweet me at John Lampus but tweet the station because there's cooler things and if you want to get involved hit us up at volunteer at Acaville.org that's correct right Acaville. yep you bet yep. boom and guys we're looking for more people we're looking to expand everyone can get involved it's going to be super awesome because Acaville is here we're here to stay and everyone thanks a ton for listening this has been Tacapella here with your host John Lampus with our guest and fearless leader Aaron Director for everything Acapella stay tuned <laughs>